What is the relationship between safety, security, and our faith? How does feeling secure in what we believe help us to achieve new heights? Like a roller coaster with a big harness seat, we're able to go further faster. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast of Tower Hill Church, a church for all generations. This is Pastor Jason. Hope that you are having a great week so far, and we are moving right along in the final episode of our sermon series called The Road, and moving toward Lent. So we have Ash Wednesday coming up this week, if you're listening in real time, and we have two different Ash Wednesday uh, worship opportunities for you. We have a 12.15 p.m. Uh, service, traditional service in our chapel, where we will have the uh, service and the imposition of ashes. And then also in the evening at 7.30, we have a contemporary service with the imposition of ashes. So if you're looking forward to uh, an Ash Wednesday service, we have two opportunities for you. And we're also excited about our Facebook group. I'm going to be leading a 40-day Facebook devotional called the 40-Day Discipleship Challenge, Two Small Steps, One Giant Leap in Your Faith. And you can register for that. It is a closed group, which means that you have to sign up for it on Facebook. And hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, to talk, to interact as we go through the 40 days together. It's comprised of a uh, one video each day, except for Sundays. They're about three to five minutes long. And I'm going through the Sermon on the Mount, uh, just practically one verse at a time, and uh, as a way of preparing our hearts for Easter and growing in our faith. So if you want in on that, just simply go to our Facebook page, Tower Hill Church, and you'll see down in groups that it's the 40-Day Discipleship Challenge, and uh, get yourself signed up so that we are ready to go by Wednesday. Now, as we finish up this series of The Road, it's been so awesome to hear from you about Uh, how this series has spoken to you, either as a new believer uh, or somebody who's considering Christianity or somebody who's been walking with Jesus for many years. And that's really the whole point. The whole point is that we are reminded together of what the gospel means, who's it for, and why does it matter. And as we go into this last installment of the road, we are reminded that security is everything. Feeling secure in our faith is going to enable us to do great things for God. I I really do believe that. And that's definitely been the story of my life, which I share a little bit about in this final episode of The Road. Have a great week, everyone. And my challenge and encouragement to you is that over what we've learned over the last six weeks, that you will take this road and that you will resolve to share it with someone who needs to hear it. This isn't just the job of the pastor. This is what it means to be a Christian. And so here we go into our last part of the road. Let's go by just reviewing what the markers on the road we have seen so far to help us understand the gospel. Marker number one, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23, that we all have the same starting point. We all need help. Marker number two, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That God made a way, even despite our sin, he made a way that we can have life. Marker number three, 
And he didn't give it to us because we got our act together, because we got it all figured out, because we were A students. But rather, God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Before we ever even knew that we needed help to begin with, he already had paid the price for that sin. Marker 4. And this is how you express your faith in Jesus Christ. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10.9. That's it. Full stop. You will be saved. No question. Done deal. Simple, but not simplistic. For a huge price was paid to make that happen. Marker number five. Therefore, as a result, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We can't be punished because of sin. The punishment's already been taken by Jesus himself. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation to live in such a way that we can share God's glory with the world. And now into our last marker on the road. And I want to get there by sharing a a couple of stories. The first is, uh, how many of you taken your kids or grandkids to Liberty Science Center? Liberty Science Center. Yeah, yeah. Tons of fun. Liberty Science Center. So uh, this was maybe, I'm going to say a year ago, could have been a little longer, but we went to Liberty Science Center and we went on, there's this thing where the skyscrapers are and you can walk on the beams like you're walking on a skyscraper. And it's, it's pretty high up. Uh, it's pretty high up, I don't, I don't know, maybe 20 feet or something. It looks like a 1,000 feet when you're up there. Anyway, so my kids were, were like, oh, that's really cool. Let's do that. Okay, sure. So I take them up there, and they're starting to get a little, well, I don't know. I don't know if we really want to do this. I'm like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I'll do it too. I'll do it too. So I'm going to show how brave dad is. So, so then, and then like they're getting, it's getting, the situation is just crumbling in front of my eyes as we're getting ready and we're getting close to being our turn. Then they're just like, um, yeah, we don't really want to do this anymore. I want to go do something. I'm like, no, no, listen, listen, I'll go first. I'll go first and I'll show you there's nothing to be afraid of. So, So they, so they, you know, harness me up, and as they're harnessing me up, they bolt. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thanks, kids. But you know what? I'm going to show you. This is fabulous. So, so I get harnessed up, and I get out there, and there's something I discovered about myself. I'm very afraid of heights. <laughs> like, very afraid. So I'm on this thing. And the whole time, this is not safe. How is this even legal? I, this must be for kids anyway. I shouldn't even be up here. They should have stopped me. And I'm up there, and I'm walking on the thing like... And I'm like holding on to the thing, but I'm trying so hard to be brave. Don't let them see you shaking. And I'm like... <laughs> this is great, kids. Come join me. And so I'm walking on, and I get through the thing... And they're like, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, guys, you know, there's no big deal. This is such a lie. But I wanted to encourage them. And they're like, uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. But then last summer, we go down to Jenkinson's 
Oh, Jenkinsons. Adventure Lookout. Jenkinsons, man, they're making some cash. I'm just going to say, wow, good business plan. Anyway, we go down there, and, uh, and the kids are like, let's do Adventure Lookout. Oh, really? Let me remind you of what happened the last time you want to do something like this. And this is way higher and way, like, way higher, way bigger, I think probably a bit scarier to experience. There's like a zip line and everything else. Many of you have been there. You know what I'm talking about. Sure enough, they get all saddled up and they go up on the thing. I'm like, what gives? They're like, well, look, I mean, there's like a bunch of kids on there. It's like there's some parts where you can hold on. For some reason, they thought this was a lot safer <laughs> than the Liberty Science Center. And therefore, they were able to get on this thing. And I think my daughter did the zip line like two dozen times. They loved it. They wanted to do it again. And in that is a very important spiritual truth. When we feel secure, we're able to push far beyond our comfort zones. It's actually feeling secure helps us to thrive. When we're secure about our relationship with God, we can go way past our comfort zones into becoming the people that God has designed us to be. This is true with roller coasters. Hey, listen, I got a thing with, I love roller coasters. I don't like that coaster with the little lap bar. I don't feel very secure in that thing. I feel like it's just going to come up. You know what I'm talking about. Or if you got a kid with you and you're just doing the arm bar, like, like that's going to do anything. But you're worried that the thing, I would much rather, we're all strapped into the harness. I don't care if my feet are dangling on that thing. I like wearing the big old locking mechanism that feels safe. And even though it's a scarier roller coaster, it does more flips and twists it up much higher, I feel more secure. Therefore, I enjoy it more. That's the other thing about security. Security helps us enjoy the ride. When you have security of faith, it helps you enjoy the roller coaster of life. This is even true with our relationships, right? I mean, listen, you ever been in a relationship where you didn't feel secure? That's miserable. That's like the worst when you're not feeling secure in a relationship. It's torture. Security helps us enjoy our relationships. It helps our relationships thrive. There's something about that security. We can do, it's like we can do riskier things in a way if we're feeling secure. We can take greater risks with our life because we're feeling that safety and security. Security frees us to enjoy our relationships. So in order to live this Christian life, like a relationship or a high ropes course or a roller coaster, we need to feel secure. Why? Because life is coming at us 100 miles an hour with challenges constantly. Life is still life. And it's happening fast. And all sorts of stuff. We do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. And stuff happens that we did not expect. And we have to navigate that. The Christian life is meant to be a whole different way of approaching that life. It's that when these things come my way, we have a deep, deep spiritual security. 
that enables us to thrive. Like Katie, when tragedy hit her life, what if she had God to lean on? It would change the way her life was going forward. So let's jump in here. Let's go Romans chapter 8, starting at verse 31. This is what Paul says about security of faith. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who could be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? In other words, God's got your back. There is no opposition. There is no opposition that can come your way that has not already been handled or won't be handled by God. God's got your back. There's nothing. Who can be against us if God is for us? I remember when I was in first grade, uh, there was a stretch of two weeks where I was getting bullied by a sixth grader. And uh, I do not know why. I came to school one day, and then he started just like shoving me around. He has little sixth grade minions with him. And, uh, and they were all laughing, and I was just in first grade, man. And, but he's pushing me around, and he was like pulling my hair. He's like, you know, get me in a headlock and all this stuff. And, uh, I remember telling, telling my parents, and, you know, they're just like, you just gotta sock him one. It was a different time, okay, kids? It was a different time. <laughs> you just gotta sock him one. That's how you stand up to bullies. You just gotta sock him one. I'm like, all right. Next day, I go down to the playground. This kid pushes me. I did not hesitate. I punch this kid so hard right in the face. And I, I distinctly remember having to reach up to reach him. Because I was only in first grade. And his nose starts bleeding and he starts crying. And the teacher comes over. What happened here? And the punch me. She grabs my arm, walks me off about 10 yards and goes, good for you. She's like, get to class. (laughs) But you know what I felt? I felt like that kid's not going to bug me again. And even if he does, that teacher's got my back. Listen, no matter what opposition you are facing, God's got your back. God's got your back. No matter what, there is no opposition that could come your way that God will not handle in your life. And this is huge because we doubt God all the time. Even if we don't think it here, we we doubt him here. This new challenge comes our way and we doubt that God's going to show up. This situation that we don't know how to figure out and we doubt if God's going to show us the way. There is no opposition. There is no opposition that God cannot handle. All right. Verse 33. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Remember, uh, Paul, as we said six weeks ago, Paul had a very courtroom understanding of Jesus and what he did. It's like in the divine bar of justice, we approach the bench. And uh, instead of sitting in the seat of the guilty, 
Jesus saves us from that. So he's, he's talking this justice language again. It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. He's getting in the way, so to speak. He's, he's standing between us and a judgment that condemns us. He takes the blame on our behalf so that we can walk free. It's like, I think about a great courtroom drama, a courtroom movie. I think about A Few Good Men with Jack Nicholson as Nathan Colonel Jessup. I think you got a picture of it. Go ahead and go to that. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's just a great scene. Did you order the code red? You're gosh darn right I did. It's church. I had to clean that up. Great scene. But it's like when it comes to Jesus, Jesus would intercede in that situation. If this was a spiritual courtroom, Jesus would, would dismiss Colonel Jessup and say, I did. The punishment goes to me so that this other can walk free. That Jesus interceded for us. He took the sin that we did upon himself and paid the sacrifice, paid the penalty so that we could be free. As a result, there is no condemnation. That's the other thing that brings us security. There's no opposition, there's no condemnation. Listen, how much of the Christian life for so many people is driven by guilt? What is that about? Jesus did that so you wouldn't be driven by guilt. That you'd be driven by love. That you'd be driven by the sheer joy of knowing that he interceded for you. There's no condemnation. Who can condemn? God alone can condemn. And he already took that condemnation upon himself. Doesn't that, it just blows your mind. God took the condemnation that we deserve upon himself, upon his perfection, so that we can live. There is no condemnation. Verse 35, and this is the big, like, punchline for Paul. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. What's he he referencing? He's referencing Christian persecution uh, that was happening to Christians in Rome. Remember, he's writing a letter to a group of people, group of Christians. He's like, who's going to separate us from the love of God? All these things are happening to you. Do you think this is actually going to do anything to your soul, to your relationship with God? Think God's just going to leave you hanging out there? And here's, here's the big famous thing that he says in verse 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And even in the Greek, it's a bit stronger than more than conquerors. It's we are overwhelming conquerors. Like, it's not even close. It's a landslide. We are overwhelming conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, 
neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that's the third thing that gives us security. There is no separation. No opposition, no condemnation, no separation. What could give us any more security than that? Because I know how you think. Because I think it too sometimes. It's like, well, I did that thing that was wrong, right? Or uh, my sinful behavior was like this. And, and you start going down this weird rabbit trail in your brain, like you're trying to uh, justify it. Or get your, you're like, well, I did all these things, and so, I don't know, maybe, maybe God's mad at me. Maybe God's love isn't going to be with me for a while because I did those things. And I have to be good again so that I'll return to his favor. No. Nothing can separate you. Your behavior cannot separate you. It can cause you pain, but it can't separate you. It can give you some negative consequences in your life, but it can't separate you. Yeah, but what if I give in to temptation? Well, then, bummer, but it doesn't separate you. What if I give up on my faith for a while? Even that, it doesn't separate you. We come up with all sorts of reasons why we should be out, and God says, no, you're in. You put your faith in me, you're in. Be at peace about it. You got other things to worry about. You got a life to live. You've already won. That's the thing that I love too. He says, you are more than conquerors, not you will be more than conquerors. You are already more than conquerors because of what Jesus did in your life. You already know, like, what if you were going to play a game and you knew you couldn't possibly lose? That'd be pretty fun. I'd be inviting you over to like play, play pool or something. I can't lose. I cannot lose. It changes the whole way you play the game, right? Even if you're down, you're like, I'm going to come back. Can't lose. Enjoy it while it lasts, buddy. I'm going to win this thing. This is the Christian life. We know we already won because God did the winning for us. You already DVR'd the game. You know how it ends. You know the ending to that movie. You have victory because of what Jesus did. Nothing in life should give us more security than that. The game's won already. And nothing in life is going to change that. There is no separation. So what does this mean for you and me? It means that on this journey of the road that really brings us to this final piece is in everything that God did for you, be sure that he will never leave you nor forsake you. That he will be with you every step of the way as you navigate following him the rest of your life. And so marker number six is, for I'm convinced that nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Again, as I always say, you know, a, a sermon should be like an, an airplane. Things got to land somewhere. 
It's great to talk about the love of God. It's great to talk about the road and all these things. But where does this land in your life today? If you're not sure, maybe here's a place to start. Think about this idea. If God is for you, who could be against you? What if right now in a space in your bulletin, if you have something to write with, if you wrote, if God is for, and then put your name in there, put your name in the blanks. If God is for, who can be against? And your challenge is to go home and pray that this week. It won't take you long. It's one sentence. If God is for you, who could be against you? You're already going to win the game. Enjoy your life accordingly. It's that security that frees us to leave our comfort zones, enjoy our relationships, and enjoy the ride. This is the road from Romans to the gospel.